Hi there, I'm Lucia Bodeman. And I'm Nacha Vieira. Welcome to our podcast from both ends, where we discuss life issues and share interesting stories. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're listening from. Thank you for having us again. Nadja, hello. Good morning or good afternoon. Good afternoon, Lucia. Good afternoon, everybody. First of all, let's start by defining what cancel culture is. So I got a definition from the web that states that cancel culture or call out culture is a modern form of ostracism in which someone is thrust out of social or professional circles, whether it be online, on social media or in person. Nadja, it seems confusing to me on one hand that we hear people encouraging us to own our truths and speak out and be brave, while on the other hand, we see people being blocked or canceled or even having their businesses being boycotted precisely because they have voiced their opinion. So tell us your take on that. Well, the very first thing that comes to mind is sadness, because I think that is just shutting people up because of the way they think, their thoughts, their belief system, their point of view, you know. And I also think it is kind of dangerous because on one hand, you have people and very influential people encouraging everybody to speak, you know, your truth, as you said. And that encourages everybody, everybody with different opinions. And then when you get somebody to have the courage to speak out, then they're canceled. They are blocked by family members. They are blocked by friends. They can even, if it is a certain spectrum of political area, they can be taken away their their accounts, you know, their social media accounts. And the thing is, who is the judge in all of that? Yeah, I think this is this can be quite controversial and it can be damaging because if you don't state how you're feeling, it could, you know, it could cause severe mental health issues because you're you have to kind of swallow what you believe. You know, I, I see that as very, very harmful. Of course, you do have to mention things lightly, but I would say, you yeah. know, be respectful. Be respectful yeah. in your opinions. Yeah. Why big techs are silencing those people? Well, if you don't like what the person is saying, go listen to somebody else. It's very simple, right? On Facebook, for example, I have friends from left and right, you know, all sorts of walks. And sometimes I see some things that they post there that I do not believe in, I, I don't agree with, but I'm not, you know, canceling that person because I believe that he or she has the right to say what they think, you know, express their opinion. Yeah, uh, what I understand as far as Facebook and Twitter and all these social media platforms is that they're private sectors, you know, and Mm -hmm. so as being in a private sector, it's a business. And so being a business, they have their code of ethics, they have their code of Uh, of standards that they apply to anything that is being posted on their platform. So I see it as something that they own in which they have a right to put or erase anything that's on there, you know, because it is private. So it's like a business. Uh, That's the way I see it. So if, if I have a corporation, if I have a company and one of my employees is saying something I don't like, I have the right to fire him. You know, of course, within within my code of regulations within the business, something that everyone is familiar with. And maybe in Facebook, when we start an account, there is are the terms that you have to follow. 
Um, I believe they do have the right to cancel that person. Twitter does have the right to do that. Facebook does have the right to do that. Or Yeah, I just find it a little bit sad because, you know, somewhat Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all those platforms, mm -hmm. they became somewhat like a public without being, you're right, but it became mm -hmm. somewhat, we, we assume they became the public square. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is. everybody it is. feels like it is the public square. People yeah. get together there. We're going to socialize. People come with that feeling of I'm going to meet and I'm going to talk, right? Like in a public place. Yeah. And what it is disappointing is, well, that notion that it is like that. It is not really. <laughs> That's it. That's it. People don't realize, you know, that it, that these are businesses, you know, that yes, mm. you are free to say what you want. But if you're going into the Twitter platform, if you're going into the Facebook or Instagram platform, you have to go by the rules. Okay, They do have their terms that nobody even remembers because we get so involved in giving our opinions and stating, you know, what, you know, what is right and wrong for us. And, and maybe even to the point where we become disrespectful to whoever else. So then it ties up to the next question. Can they say that they allow free speech in their platforms? What is free speech? Do we have free speech Well, free speech, generally speaking, means that the government may not jail or fine or impose any civil liability on people or organizations based on what they say or write, except in exceptional circumstances, such as profanity or the incitation to violence. So anything that goes against, I see it as you being disrespectful to a group to a person, to a society, to a country. If you say something that will bring a negative impact or a negative effect to someone else, then that's not called free speech. That's incitation to something else, okay? Free speech, as you were saying in the very beginning, means that I have the right to an opinion. So everyone has a right to an opinion. Everyone has a mind. Everyone has a brain. Everyone's grown up within a certain society, <clears throat> excuse me, with uh, certain beliefs and, and so forth, with an education from home or society, whatever. But the way I see it, that doesn't give you the right to, to harm someone, whether it be mentally, whether it be physically, verbally, whatever. So if you're saying anything that goes, you know, that, that could eventually become considered a crime, then no, that's not free speech, right? Because the, the, the free speech, the First Amendment applies to the government, Okay, that's something that you have to keep in mind. Free speech applies to the government. The government does have the right to do this or do that. Um, I mean, you are free to say whatever you want according to uh, uh, the rule of law in that country. However, if you're using profanity, like I said before, if you're using profanity or if you're incita inciting violence, then, um, then no, that's not free speech. You don't have the right to, to offend others and to degrade others or, you know, or start looting things or start, you know, in the name of, uh, of something that you're defending. The cause may be very noble but your actions may not correspond. And so that could be totally wrong. That's that's the way I see it. All right. So a question for you now. Do you think we are creating more taboos by applying a cancel culture? Yes, I think so. Mm -hmm. um, I think that unfortunately, we did not develop as spiritual beings. We did yeah. develop technologically. We did develop as a society in general. If you compare history, you know, 
And the dumbing down of society seems to me like a real thing nowadays. I think we have talked about this before, like people are not wanting to read anymore because it is just so easy to be a sponge and, you know, and listen to whatever you're fed on a screen, whether that is a phone screen, a TV screen, a laptop screen. So whatever that screen is feeding you, people are taking that as fact. So I don't see any questioning. People are not looking at the other side, which this one, I find it really damaging. Many times what you see on a screen, whether it comes from a news network or whatever feed, you know, you have from Facebook, Twitter, whatever, they're one-sided and people do not go after the facts from the other side because that is work you know you have to you have to research you have to look for you have to find you know papers articles about it so it does give a lot of work to see both sides and to me the sad part is that it seems that nowadays facts don't matter but stories do and if you are going to silence one side praise the other side and then people are only listening to one side, not the other, that becomes a dangerous, very dangerous thing because it really segregates. Yes, I, I totally agree with you. Um, as I was saying, um, I believe, sadly, that we are becoming um, less and less tolerant of other people's positions and opinions. This is something I'd like to point out to our listeners, that the reason why we even began uh, to consider having our own podcast is because the conversations that Nadja and I have, uh, we don't always agree on True. everything. We don't have the same opinions. True. But that's what makes the, the, the whole dialogue uh, so enriching and so interesting, because we are willing to listen to what the other person yeah. says, even if we don't agree necessarily. Right. But I think it develops our friendship. It, it constructs a healthier society. When you say, you know, we're not trying to erase my opinion. Right. Okay, I'm not saying I'm, I could be wrong. And okay, I'm going to totally forget what I believe. Because now that I think Nadja is correct in some points, I'm going to make her opinion my own. That's not it. Just for the record, I would like her to agree more with me, okay? <laughs> <laughs> So is it wise but, not to voice your opinion at this point in history or does it depend on the topic? I feel stressed and anxious if I don't point out my opinion, okay? Um, I, I do it respectfully. I consider the other person's point of view. That's why it's so important to know the other person, to listen as part of, you know, of getting to know who that person is. It, you know, even as a safety precaution to know where you're stepping, you know, so you know that person believes in certain things. So you're not going to attack exactly what you know she you know, she is a firm believer of. So, you know, it, it's good to, to be careful. But if you if you shut yourself off from what you believe, um, it's like you're canceling yourself out. I mean, imagine the entire world having one point of view. Yeah. I mean, how boring could that be, you know, and how destructive to the mental capacity that each one of us has? Okay, Nadja, so if you found yourself in a situation where all other opinions met and yours is the opposite, would you voice it out or would you shut yourself? Nope, I wouldn't. First, because I have a problem of not wanting to hurt other people's feelings, always have that. Second, 
I do worry about what people think of me. I always said that I'm kind of a people pleaser. It's not a very good thing to be people, you know, because you deny yourself a lot of things when you are a people pleaser. And the third, I also do not want to be canceled for my free speech. I do not want to have family and friends canceling me, you know, not having me on their Facebook, whatever, because I stood my ground on a political issue or a celebrity issue. When I see that all I'm trying to do is say, look, from my point of view, I see things like this. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen this. I've checked it on the net. Okay. I've done my research and I know that this is how, you know, this is what happened. And Brazilians in general have short memories. So there's a lot of stuff people just simply forget. Right which is very sad as well. That does not help. But when I get to a point where I see that my family member or even a friend, you know, anyone who is not you, because I know you understand, (laughs) (laughs) but anyone else who might have a different stand on, on someone else's opinion, you know, if they're not open to it, then I just, I just don't say anything. Yeah. Yeah. Not because we disagree, but Mm -hmm. because I feel the other person is not open, you know, to listening to another opinion. And I don't have a favorite politician. I don't have a favorite party, but I do know what I want for the country. And when I see that the other person even though he or she has a separate, a different opinion from my own, but maybe with the same interest for the countries, then aha, that right there is a moment where we can sit down and talk. Yeah, the other person has to be willing to understand. Why do I see things through this point of view? I don't want, exactly. for example, the person to come to my side or agree exactly. with me. Just understand and respect why I'm seeing the world the way I am. But people really get upset about it. I'm inviting you to an open conversation so we can, you know, we can share thoughts, basically. But that is very difficult nowadays. It is. And I think it goes back to we did not develop as spiritual beings. When I came back from USA, I was born in Brazil, for the listeners Mm -hmm. who do not know me. I was born in Brazil, but I went very young to USA. And when I came Mm -hmm. back to Brazil, (laughs) my father, he told me, listen, here, you be free, talk about whatever you want, except politics because we mm-hmm. were still in a dictatorship when I returned back yeah. to Brazil. Mm-hmm. It was about to end sometime later, but we were still in a dictatorship. And mm-hmm. if you want to survive or be well or not get in any trouble, you just didn't talk about politics. And funny that today it seems like that same feeling I have, you know, only on social media because you could be canceled. Yeah, it's complicating because um, we we seem to believe nowadays that there is strength in numbers, which means that you know once we come we become collective in thinking the same thing that this makes us strong. But I don't see things that way. Because if all of us, if we're all thinking the same thing, how can we learn if we don't question things? Yeah, Yeah. so it gets back to our mental health, it gets Mm. back to the building, the constructing of a healthy society. Have you ever felt censored about your free speech? I Kind of did. I don't know if the word is censored, but I, like I mentioned before, I felt like it was um, maybe dangerous territory to insist on some things, you know, or maybe even wanting to listen, maybe because the person was unwilling to 
to open up and, and share thoughts. And so I figured... It's like we censor ourselves, right? It's not something imposed by anything. We see what is happening to other people, right? Well, uh, censor to me would seem like blocking, you know, would seem like stopping myself from doing it. Yeah. I don't do that. It's not that. It's not that. Okay. I wouldn't stop myself from doing it. But let's say, you know, it's like in a, a mind camp. I would be more careful because um, you I mean, like in I choosing your words, uh, the way yes, you put yes, it. Okay. yes, because I do have like, you know, there are some family members that don't necessarily agree with um, with my positions, which is fine. I mean, hey, we're all individuals. We all have a right to, you know, to think whatever we want, which is fine. But again, opening up to healthy conversations, I think, is the way to do it. And sometimes these people who are very, very close to me, you know, relatives, very close relatives, they're not willing to listen. Before I even start talking, they already have a position. But I do make it clear that I have my own. You know, this is important for me as a, an individual. And I have to be fair to what I believe. And so yes, if someone says something that disagrees with what I believe, I'm not going to shut myself off. I'm not just going to say, well, okay, and, and leave it at that. I will give my opinion. But you know, answering to your question, have you ever felt censored? Um, yes, yes. Haven't you? Yeah. I mean, I wonder if it is censoring myself or if it is like a, an actual censorship. But to me, you know, Lucia, no matter how you call it, to me, it's all censorship. You know, if it is if it is social censorship because people are canceling you or if it is yeah. a high tech that it is um, getting people out of social media because they are talking. To me, it's all censorship. I don't see the shade of grace in that. I understand your point of view that they do have the right. And that is true. They do have the right. It is their opinion. But as I see it personally, it is. It is censorship. I, I can't put any other word to it. You know, Twitter, Facebook, whatever, got somebody out. Yeah. Well, recently, we've seen some very important pieces of art and literature being pulled back because of their racist features, such as some of Dr. Seuss's book, um, maybe the film Gone with the Wind, and the discussion of the, you know, the portrayal of the Black culture, etc. So do you think these should be removed from the shelves? No, not at all. I think there could be a warning about it. Mm -hmm. I think uh, Whoopi Goldberg talked about that. There could be like a disclaimer because it gives the opportunity for parents to talk to their children about that. I know there was one of the books on Dr. Seuss that it was something about a zoo and there were these kids um, portrayed as very poor, you know, dark skin, very poor, without shoes, you know, and it Maybe gives in a, in a, an African South in Africa, Africa yeah, somewhere you know, somewhere, along that yeah. part of the world. So yeah. it gives the parents the opportunity if they have a disclaimer to say that it is not true. That is not a correct portrait of the Africans. But yeah. if you take the book away from the shelves or the film away from the screen, we cannot even talk about those things. You know, we cannot have yeah. those conversations. 
raise the awareness on the kid that that is wrong. Yeah, yeah. This is, you know, this is suppression. So this is, you know, when you are suppressed or prohibited from Mm. doing something that you had absolutely no control over. So you, you know, you know, so someone else considers it a threat to society. Mm -hmm. Okay, someone else that you don't even know, okay, based on his or her beliefs of this or that. Mm -hmm. And, And you just have to accept it. That would be censorship. That would be censorship, yeah. And also you cancel a whole piece of art, which it is pretty good. Like, for example, Gone with the Wind is a pretty good piece of work. Now, you take that part there about, you know, how they portrait the slaves back then. Maybe that part could have a disclaimer, you know, or something, something to call awareness. But then you cancel the whole thing. And what about all the other parts inside Gone with the Wind that didn't have to do with the slave? right yeah and, and you just don't have that anymore you can so you vanish with all of that mm-hmm. yeah you mentioned that just just for our listeners to have a clear understanding of what you mean by it's a good thing so so what would you say is good about gone with the wind what are the good parts the positive things about it well you have the romance you have the civil war right it shows a period in american history time uh, I'm saying here we are taking away the the slave part of it, right? I was talking about yeah. all the other rest. It does show how the dressed. This shows the how the building, the structures, the building. It showed about the hardships after the Civil War that happened. You know, it shows a lot of things there, and it was very beautiful. But then one bad thing, one bad portrait, cancel everything else. And that I think it's wrong. Have a disclaimer. Let people talk about it. Yeah, it, it is an interesting portrayal of that time. So, yes. in fact, is a good thing, as you mentioned, is, you know, turning that discussion into a teachable moment where people could, you know, people could discuss what is right and what is wrong. You know, the good parts and the bad parts, which which need to be discussed in the classroom, which need to be explained. You know, the world then in comparison to the world now, how things were and how things are. This is important. I mean, this is how we teach history, right? This is how we understand what happened in comparison to what we are living today. So it's important. Even the negative things are important. You know, the very, very traumatic and ugly and sad things that happened, you know, with the, with Nazis and communism and, mm. and political and so many other negative things. I mean, we shouldn't erase those things because right. they did happen. You know, we yeah, can't exactly. neglect, we can't ignore the fact that they happened. Exactly. But we do have to transform them into something, you know, what we can bring, you know, to discussion in, in classrooms, what have you, or maybe, you know, platforms or forums like, like what we're doing here is discussing the fact that, you know, it did happen. We can't say, okay, because it's a bad thing, let's just forget it. Let's just erase it. We're doing ourselves a disservice by by stating that, you know, because it's bad, we're going to erase it completely from our minds. That's impossible. If anything, history is there to teach us, you know, where we came from, what we went through. It needs to be turned into something that we can understand so that we don't make those same mistakes again in the future. How would you compare cancel culture to censorship? Would you say they are the same? Um, no, 
I don't think they're the same. I see um, well, censorship is basically the suppression or prohibition of any parts of books, okay, films, news, whatever, that are considered obscene, politically unacceptable, or a threat to security, according to Wikipedia. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, and yeah, I see that as very clearly. This is someone else, maybe a higher authority, maybe someone uh, with the power, someone with the right to, to take something, you know, take matters into their own hands and make a decision based on what they consider right or wrong for a group of people. That's, you know, that is censorship. Whether the, the this group of people agrees or disagrees, that's another question, okay? But this authority, quote unquote, feels that they have the right to you know, to to prohibit that in the name of something else. So that's how I see censorship. Whereas cancel culture is people taking the, the matters into their own hands. This is not one person prohibiting. This is an entire society prohibiting based on uh, a mindset, based on a thought, based on an idea that could be totally wrong. And if you don't believe it, then you're not one of us. So we leave you behind. I see censorship as as being definitely more powerful, but I see cancel culture being just as destructive. I don't know if I made myself clear, have I? How about you? Do do you have anything to add? Do you see anything different? No, as I said, to me, it's all censorship. I mean, to me, it doesn't matter if it comes from, you know, a government, a dictator, or if it comes from a company owner, or if it comes from, you know, the neighbor. Um, It's all suppression. It's all suppression to me, you know, once it, to me, it's all the same. just change the names and it's all suppression yeah well all right i guess this brings us to the end of another (laughs) bombastic episode (laughs) (laughs) so nadja do you have anything else to add no well thank you all again for listening for having you with us and again remember that we have an instagram account we have a facebook account we have twitter account and we'd love to hear your thoughts on today's episode or any previous episodes we have so feel free to join in the discussion and give us your feedback we would really really love that so without further ado i guess this is it so we'll catch you next week same time same place and have a good week everyone bye-bye bye-bye